T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In style. With EasyGo, you're good to go. Go to Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor in Madison, Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi, or Memphis, Tennessee. We have the perfect new or pre-owned vehicles that are good to go. You can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get 100 bucks off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's right. All customers who bet $5, $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins and kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. Must be 21 or older in present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash radio. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands to treat ED at up to 95% off. That's right, the same active ingredient as the brand name for 95% less. It's the same ED medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Occupied. Hurry up. Go away. I'm enjoying my hot shower. Yeah, we'd all like to. Hot water hog. That's it. Family meeting. We can all enjoy long, steaming, hot showers, even the last in line, which it seems is always me. But go ahead, have that imaginary argument of what you should have said. Take your time. With our new high-efficiency Navian tankless water heater, I'll never take a cold shower again. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. I feel bad for the Johnson kids next door. Their parents just use their phone for home internet. 
So when everyone's online, it could be mad slow. Tom can barely play a full round of Horse Commander 3. Luckily, we get fast and reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game while everyone's on with basically no interruptions. Hey, Jess, can I, uh, borrow some eggs? You want a game here? Please. Now through September 21st, get 75 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. And ask about how you can get one free line of unlimited mobile when you upgrade to 400 megabit internet. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. It's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome in Wednesday, hump day, midweek, September 6, 2023, and it's time for the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman Gabe Kuhn on X at G underscore Kuhn 71, alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Tonight is Wednesday, so you know what that means. Y'all know what it means. Get over to Celtic. Celtic. Get over to Celtic. 7 o'clock. General knowledge trivia, baby. Cerrito. General I will knowledge. say, how, how, how do you expect the crowd to be? We have some we have some weather in the area. They cover the patio. So, okay, it, yeah. it, you know, rain, we, we do trivia no matter the weather. We're like the mail. We show up. I hear we you. We show up no matter what's going on. So, yeah, 7 o'clock, trivia, free to play, free to sign up. Biggest trivia game in the city. Come check it out. Yes, and we have, uh, we concluded Hard Knocks last night. You, you just catch up on episode 5. I, I did. Take it. I did. We, uh... We had some sh- episode four and episode five are shorter than I remember. I mean, that's under forty minutes for both. Usually an hour, usually long form. Well, because usually those episodes are long, cuts. Bunch cuts. Of cuts. We see a lot of meetings with players, and they kind of fast forwarded through. Well, they fast forwarded through, and they gave us a great UFO story. They did. Have you ever seen a UFO? Have I ever seen yes. one? Have you um, ever seen one? There was one time, okay. where I yes. thought I may have seen something odd. Uh, I have no idea what it was. It was something weird. It was like a triangle-looking thing in the sky. I had never seen it before. It wasn't a plane. And, uh, you know. So you did? Maybe. I don't know. Unidentified flying object. I mean, I mean it, it is. The, the government has told us recently that it's very possible that I may have seen something. No, Aaron like, Rodgers. That was, that was the whole story of, of last night's episode. Oh, yeah. There's long form of Aaron Rodgers telling us he, found a, he saw a UFO in college. Yeah. Real quick, I also got to say happy birthday to Meemaw. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Meemaw. Meemaw. Yes. Shout out to Meemaw. Yes. One of our favorite listeners, best listeners. Of course. Happy birthday to me, Ma. She's going to want me to get an autograph from you. She's got an autograph from, from Mark, Jeffrey, Eric. Now i got to get one from you. Okay. What does she want it on? I don't know. Probably a tiger something. Okay. We'll find a tiger's thing to sign. So here's the thing. My family just brought by a bunch because they moved out of their house in St. Louis. They're moving out to San Diego. They brought by a bunch of tiger's garb that I'm trying to – I'm not going to say I'm trying to offload all of it, but I'm trying to offload some of it. I'll see what I have to, to give me, Ma. Sounds good. Yeah, but yeah, I may have seen. Maybe I saw a UFO. Okay, I got you. Well, we know that uh, Aaron Rodgers did. 
You can only contain the Aaron Rodgersness for for so many episodes. I was say. Hey, he's he's breaking through the seams. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about it in small talk and review the entire uh, Hard Knocks Jets uh, series in general. But uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had to show that he's like that's why I got so into he's into conspiracy theories now because of his uh, viewing of a UFO. It's a lot. It's a lot. But we have three hours to talk on the way courtesy of ninety two nine FM ESPN. And yours truly, we're going to open on overreaction, not an overreaction, and in overreaction, and not an overreaction. We are a day away, a day away, Connor, from starting week one of the NFL season. Oh, it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. We're talking about, I mean, we have guys getting listed as questionable, that guy being Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones is talking about his contract situation. Is he going to be on the sideline, or is he going to be suited up for the game at this point if there's no contract figured out? Um, I can't imagine he'd be suited up, but we shall see. We did get a massive, uh, massive extension for Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa gets paid five years, $170 million. And know what's funny about that? I was, I was just thinking about it and relating it to, like, American sports as we know it and how much guys get paid. That is basically the same deal that Jeremy Grant got <laughs> with the Blazers. He got five years, 160, and Nick Bosa, reigning defensive player of the year in the NFL, five years, 170. So, that, I mean, that, that tells you about uh, contract valuations in the NBA versus the NFL. But also in the overreaction, not an overreaction, we're going to get to Caleb Williams and his dad. They got interviewed by GQ, and there's been a lot of, like, hints at Caleb Williams maybe thinking about coming back for another year if he doesn't like who's the who's going to be holding the number one overall pick, if that's the Arizona Cardinals, what have you. Um, but him and his dad, Carl, talked to GQ and uh, really, really laid out a uh, their thoughts, if you will, their thoughts about the NFL draft. And they may spark a debate, but we'll talk about that in overreaction, not an overreaction. Uh, throughout the show – um, we'll also get to the FIBA, FIBA semis. Uh, USA is part of the FIBA. FIBA. Why do I keep saying FIBA? But FIBA semis. Um, Canada. Are we going to miss Dylan Brooks, by the way? Are we going to miss Dylan Brooks? Are we going to miss Dylan Brooks heavily? No. That was Game fun to watch. Big, that was fun, though. Thick. I mean, him and Luca, him and Luca battling it out for who was going to get ejected first. Dylan ends up winning that battle, and then when his team comes in after having won and making their way to the semis, and by the way, Shai Gilgis-Alexander is the best player in the entire FIBA World Cup. He's been unbelievable. Um, but when they when they come back down the tunnel, he has his boxing gloves on and he's punching the air. He's a fun player. I'm going to miss his antics sometimes. I, I think overall, though, it's probably a good thing that he's moved on to a different team because this is how he pulls you in. Rockets fans are like, oh, my God, he's shooting 50% in FIBA right yes. now? All right, yeah, talk to yeah, me. In, yeah, yeah. Talk, to, talk me in, to me during the season. Talk to me in December. Those, right? eight, those 82 Listen, games, those I are love different. Him. I love him. Love Dylan when he was here. He was my guy, Dylan Brooks Island. It was, it was time to, to, to sell the real estate to, to Houston. Good luck there. But, you know, he also had terrible games in FIBA too. So it's, yes. it's, it balances. It's all, it's all about a balance. It's a yin and a yang with Dylan. But that was fun. That's, was, that's, that's a fun was, story to watch. But it's also like, the what the World hell Cup. are you doing? Yes. <laughs> He's insane. He's insane. But uh, also throughout the show. Around the around the NFL, we'll talk about some storylines with Thursday Night Football coming up tomorrow. Get to small talk. Um, that will be Hard Knocks Episode 5 and just reviewing the series as a whole. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock per normal. And Ty Richardson, as is customary, on a Wednesday from ESPN Arkansas. We'll talk SEC college football prime, everything, all the storylines you need to get into for Week 2 before we get into the Blitz. And the Blitz, Christian Wood agrees to a deal with the Lakers. 
That's insane. It's insane. Two years, $5.7 million. I thought he was going to get more money than that wherever he landed. I, I was surprised he was a free agent this long, but the Lakers have done a heck of a job this offseason. Rob Palenka deserves his flowers for what the, the team he has put together. Also, Lane Kiffin on the new clock rules. I don't feel them. Do you feel them? I do not. I, I don't feel them, but a lot of coaches have, have expressed their uh, their concerns with the new clock rules, Lane Kiffin being uh, the next in line here. We will discuss that. And uh, Sean Payton and his approach with Russell Wilson, Seth Wickersham wrote a funny story on ESPN about it, and there is a quote that's going around that we will discuss. Now, uh, let's go ahead and open, as we usually do on a Wednesday, with overreaction, not an overreaction. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are to wild and crazy guys. That's crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. All right, Gabe. We are right, a Connor, day let's do it. away, a day away from week one in Hell the yes, NFL. We are. Lions visit KC and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite as it stands right now. Chris Jones' contract situation still looms, and Travis Kelsey has officially been listed as questionable heading into the game. So my question to you is the Chiefs will cover overreaction or not an overreaction? I think this is an overreaction. Right now, if you ask me, I know what the Chiefs are, and I know what they have been, and I know what Patrick Mahomes is, but if you ask me right now when we look at matchups, who I think will cover, who I think will uh, be the winner on the spread at 5.5, I think it will be the Lions. And there's a couple of reasons. One, I want to point out first, Guy and Chris Jones is not going to be on the field. And unless something happens that is miraculous, he's not going to be on the field. He was in front of uh, uh, media members today talking about his contract situation, and there has been no update there. There's been no update at all. Um, and he says he just wants a raise. And he tried to make it relatable to everybody out there. If you want a raise, would you hold out? He said he could have held in, but he didn't want to be a distraction, yada, yada, yada. He still wants to retire a chief. He's saying all the right things. But behind the scenes, clearly nothing is happening. They're making no headway. So if Chris Jones is not on the field, I get concerned about the Chiefs' ability to create havoc. That's what they do consistently. They get sacks. They get tackles for loss. And when you look at the Lions' offensive line, that's a top three group in the NFL. Taylor Decker at left tackle. Panay Sewell, who was a first-round pick at right tackle. Frank Ragnow at center. They have literally one of the best left to right. I mean, the best five up there. Um, arguably in the NFL. I think they're a top three group. So the Chiefs are going to have a really hard time getting after Jared Goff. And what can Jared Goff do when he sits back there with a bunch of time? He can pick you apart. I know a lot of people are turned off by Jared Goff and what happened with the Rams. He couldn't get them over the hump. And at the end, you had Sean McVay not really liking what he was putting out there week to week. So ultimately, he replaced them, and then they traded him. But at the same time, you look at what Jared Goff did last year, Pro Bowl-type numbers. Um, and that Lions team won eight of their last ten because of it. They can throw to Amon Ross St. Brown. Jameson Williams will miss the first six games. But they have guys out there who can make things happen. I think uh, we're looking at uh, Sam Laporta at tight end as another guy who could catch a lot of passes for Jared Goff this year. I, I just feel like that that offense for the Lions could be humming if Chris Jones is not a part of the fold for the Chiefs. They're not going to create the havoc that they usually do. They're not, again, they're not a stop-you defense. They're not a hold-you-right-where-you-are. They're going to give up yards, but they rely on turning you over and creating havoc. And I think Chris Jones, it's going to be an issue if he's not out there. Also, Travis Kelsey, if he's questionable, there's two things that could happen. He could play, and he may be a little bit inhibited, and he may be slowed down, or he won't play at all. I know what Patrick Mahomes has done – 
without Tyreek Hill, won a Super Bowl. He's revolutionized, changed how he plays the game. He spreads the ball out. He's more comfortable in the pocket. He can still make those off-platform throws, but he doesn't have McCole Hardman. He doesn't have Juju Smith-Schuster out there. His top two receiving options outside of Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney. If you don't have Travis Kelsey out there, who's he going to be throwing to consistently? And honestly, you look at the Lions, they have improved dramatically in their secondary. They've done a really good job of trying to recreate that thing. Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton, they have guys now. So as much as I you know, have just sort of latched on to the Chiefs doing Chief things and ultimately covering and winning ball games, and I know it's in Kansas City, the Lions are a good enough team to really bother this Chiefs team, especially down Chris Jones and potentially without Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I also think that they have a pretty good you know, two-headed monster in a running back game. They got Jameer Gibbs and you have David Montgomery, which is not a bad duo to have behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. It, it seems like that the Lions are going to have a pretty dynamic offense this season, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. Overall, let's say that even with Travis Kelsey, what is your concern level with the Kansas City Chiefs offense this year? In my opinion, I think, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes covers a lot of covers a lot of holes for good reason. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've really ever seen. And I think that Isaiah Pacheco has some talent. I think he's he's got some talent there in the backfield. And but they're receiving that, outside of Kelsey though, it just feels like they don't have that weapon. It's you know, you hope that it's Kadarius Tony, but that guy just can't stay on the field. Yeah, and not stay on the field. And I guess Marquez Valdez Scantling is another guy, but he's more of a deep threat. And I, he's, that's he's been, gotta really I feel find like a MVS way. He's gotta... been a guy that we've been waiting for to do it. Like a couple well, no, seasons. Marquez now. Valdez Scantling is very much a guy you have to scheme to yeah. throw the ball to. Like you have to push it downfield. You have to run the skinny post. You have to run nine routes, get him downfield, get him into open space to really feel comfortable throwing him the ball. He's not the most sure handed, but he is a burner. So uh, he's he's not necessarily that guy you can rely on consistently to be a possession receiver. So that that does concern me uh, going in there. But I, I do think. One thing that is being downplayed is they do have a top five O line. I mean, I mentioned the Lions being a top three O line. This is a top five O line. Donovan Smith they bring in uh, from the Bucks. Uh, people are sort of down on that signing um, with Orlando Brown now with the Bengals. But Donovan Smith has been a very good, productive pro for years and years and years with the Buccaneers. Uh, Joe Tooney is a guy they signed for a lot of money. Creed Humphreys, arguably the best center in the league. Trey Smith, out of Tennessee, I don't need to Incredible. tell you. I'm still annoyed so good. that the rest of the NFL let them get him in the sixth round, let the Chiefs get him in the sixth round. He was very talented, but he had some injury issues, so that's why he fell so far. But he's one of the premier guards in the league. And then Jawan Taylor, they signed for a bunch of money from the Jags this offseason. So, like, I, I look at their old line, and I look at what Isaiah Pacheco could potentially get done. Patrick Mahomes will stay upright for the most part, and I think their running game can take another step. It's really weird how fall or how far the I guess the thought of CEH is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like well, a couple years ago, he was supposed to be one of the next premier running backs in the league, and two years later, he's third in the depth chart. Yeah, because Isaiah Pacheco's a lot better at running in between the tackles, and Jarek McKinnon, who they brought in in the pass catching last year, is one of the best pass catching backs in the league. He won me the nine two nine league. Straight he's great. Up, won me the nine two nine. He's great down the stretch of league. last year. How many? Pa- I don't. I, I don't have the number in front of me. The amount of receiving it was touchdowns he had. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it, it was, was unbelievable. I, they're going to have to find different ways to scheme around. If, if Travis Kelsey isn't in there, they're going to have to find different ways to scheme around it, spread the ball out, run the ball a little bit more. But I still think that Andy Reid. 
being the offensive guru he is, being one of the best play callers of our generation, I think they can find a way. But against this Lions team, I just think it's a really tough matchup. It just it seems like it's more of a matchup issue for them. Like the guys that they're going to be missing are just the guys that they happen to really need against a team like the Lions. I will say I also have a lot of I think Sky Moore could turn into something. You know, he he's a exciting younger guy, so he may be able to turn into something. It's just when you have Patrick Mahomes, I think that you can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> he's, no, he's I the think type of guy that's, that's like we've got I a great fair, we've got a top five offensive line and Patrick Mahomes, when we give him time, he's going to figure it out. He's going to be okay. So I, I have a small concern for their offense. It's just the receivers are just like, it, they're just, it's, I didn't realize how fine they were, I think, until recently. Like, I, I hadn't really looked at the depth chart. And then you're just like, oh, man, they just don't have that one receiver that they've always kind of had outside of Travis Kelsey. I mean, last year they didn't, but Juju. Juju, they had up. someone that you were like, oh, okay, I guess recognizable name. They, yeah. did, they didn't have that type of guy. Yeah, but they don't. I mean, Canarius, Tony Sky, Moore, Marcus Valdez, Scantling is what they're working with. How do you think the uh, Lions draft picks of age? Because when they happened, there was a bit of <laughs> there was a bit of con, not controversy, but there was Connor, criticism to it. What's hilarious to me is like we talk about running back value all the time and how far it's fallen off. We talk right. about off-ball linebackers, so inside linebackers, how much it's fallen off. I look at both of their picks, and I looked at it at the time. And I said, okay, maybe a, a lot of teams wouldn't go this route, take a running back at 12, and then take an off-ball linebacker later in the first round. But both those guys are going to be productive players this year. Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell will be 100. I mean, if he stays healthy, ought to be at a 100-tackle type guy. Jameer Gibbs ought to be uh, around 700 yards rushing. He ought to catch for another 400, 500. That's who he should be if he stays healthy. I looked at it at the time and didn't feel the same way as everyone else did. I think there's a lot of group thought around positional value when we talk about the, uh, the, the draft. But I thought they fit needs that the Lions had. The Lions shirt up their secondary, and at that point, okay, you look at interior D-line, there wasn't really anybody out there for the taking at those points in the first round. Go take one of the best offensive players. Go take one of the best off-ball linebackers. Move forward. They're going to be productive their rookie years. You should feel good about it. Right. It, it seems like, like you said, they were able to fill the holes that they needed, and they may have been reaches when you're looking at it from a, you know, a big point of view, but when you zoom in, you're like, oh, that's exactly that's exactly what they need. Because the Lions were a lot closer last season than I think a lot of people realize. I think the the reputation of the Lions franchise made that opinion group think a little bit because when you really look at it, you're like, oh, that's exactly what they yep. needed. And then they went out this offseason, and all of a sudden they're the NFC, NFC North probable favorites. Hey, with this O-line, and you mentioned already with the running back duo, I wonder by the time we get to you know week 18, when we get to the end of the year, where is this running back duo going to rank? This really truly is thunder and lightning. Lightning being Jameer Gibbs, how fast he is, his pass-catching ability, and David Montgomery with the thunder in between the tackles, really good in power schemes, zone schemes can make uh, make people miss and also run people over. I wonder where this is going to rank by the end of the year. It's hopefully it's to toward watch. the top. I got, uh, I got Montgomery in a few, so uh, hopefully it's toward the top. I hear you. Go Lions. I hear you. Are we the only two guys, by the way, in the uh, 90s? I heard uh, Jason and John talk about yeah, it Yeah, they're talking about Are we the, the only two that like our teams? I think we're the only the two people that, that like our teams. Okay. We're, we were projected one and two. The projections mean absolutely nothing, but we felt pretty good. We felt yeah, pretty good. You kept taking it. guys that I wanted, and I think – I took a few guys that you wanted. And then, uh, uh, spoil alert for people out there, and I know people don't care about our fantasy teams, but of course Connor I they, and I— I think they do care. Of course Connor and I— <laughs> Oh, play each other, yeah, Of course I know. Connor and I play each other week I know, one. We, I mean, this, we have a little beef this week. We do. It's going to be a good game, too. Good matchup. We are, I think it's 50-50 right now of who's going to win. We're basically, we have like the same. I'm not 51 and you're, it's probably 50-50. It's 50-50. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? But no, it's going to be interesting. My, basically, my fantasy football season's 
in most of my leagues hinge on whether Bijan Robinson works out. <laughs> I just went hard at I got him. I love me some Bijan Robinson. If he turns out to be what he's supposed to be, I'll be great. Isn't if he, there some questions? If he's though, rough, I'll be in to, trouble. He RB one. Yeah, he's, he's RB1, RB1 but yeah, it's, but it Tyler might be. Algier ran for he's a thousand, very good. I and Corderell Patterson's their joker. I don't know if you saw that list. No, I saw. I do love, by the way, sidebar, and then we'll get we'll move on with overreaction, not an overreaction. Arthur Smith is the greatest. He lists his depth chart in twelve personnel with two tight ends. He li- his 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 starting depth chart has two tight That's ends. That's Kyle. Pitts the reason and I have Smith. faith in Bijan is Arthur Smith being there. They are going to run the ball so much, and they are going to throw the ball. But that's split carries, too. But it's the volume is going to be at, at a number to where I'm like, I think okay. I think he's got it. Don't you dare try okay, to. I'm see, just, I see what you're doing. I know. Trying to get listen, in my head. I'm just, I'm, you're going to offer curious. me for a trade for him I'm, soon I'm, or something. I see what you're doing. I'm curious you're how You're trying to neg him. I see what you're doing. I'm curious how it works. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth about Bijan Robinson. I got All you. right? I'm going to have to come for you. All right. <laughs> All right, next up. Caleb Williams and his dad interviewed with GQ to talk about his next steps. Said he'd be willing to stay in college if his option in the NFL is bad. Caleb told GQ... I've always been able to choose the team that I've played on, and then everything's been scheduled for me. But now, going into the next part of my career, it's weird because it's so uncertain. You don't know anything, you can't control anything, but you and how you act. That's honestly the weirdest part for me. It's uncertainty. Caleb Williams is actually giving a thought to staying in college. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Overreaction. Okay, let's say the Cardinals hold the first pick and they want to move off Kyler Murray and take Caleb Williams. Okay, let's say they want to do that. You stay in college for another year. The next year, you're still going to have a really bad team with the number one overall pick. You're not going to change how the NFL operates. And it's kind of funny to me that Caleb and his dad, Carl, are acting as if this is new to them. Everyone understands how the NFL operates, and I kind of like it. That's what's made the NFL good is the parody. Every single year, we have worst to first stories. Every single year, we have teams that get a number one overall pick, and they have hope that the future can be better. Look at the Jaguars right now with Trevor Lawrence. They were a terribly operated team, awfully operated team. They had Urban Meyer. They move off him, bring in Doug Peterson, and now you feel good about where they're at in the AFC South and in the AFC playoff picture. So this is how it works. You are a number one overall pick quarterback. You're supposed to help change the fortunes for whatever team that, that you get drafted to. That's how the NFL has always operated. So it's kind of funny to me that Caleb and Carl are trying to change the – conversation, create this narrative, and get people bickering at each other about the NFL draft being unfair or whatever it is. Um, But his dad, Carl, did say the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted uh, or not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst possible organization in the league because of their desire for parity. They get the first pick. So it's a gift and a curse. Okay, what one thing he left out is the money you get as the number one right. pick. That that's sort of the biggest thing you left out. You get a guaranteed contract up front, and you get your four or five years of NFL service. And a guy like Caleb Williams, you should feel pretty confident about him kicking around the league, even if it doesn't work out at his first stop. Um, but no, he's not going to stay in college. It would make it would make no realistic sense. One, you could hurt your draft stock. Two, you could get hurt. And then even if you do stay healthy, and you keep your draft stock as the number one quarterback going into 2025, you're still going to get taken by a bad team. There's a reason they have the number one overall pick. I I just find this silly. I find it silly, but they keep sort of hinting at it, and they're trying to tell their own story, as Jeffrey and Giannato have said. To me, it sounds like they are trying to 
poison the well for the for the Cardinals because they're assuming that the Cardinals are the team that's going to be there. So I, to me, I'm like they're trying to weirdly make them trade that pick maybe. And, you know, if you're the Cardinals, it, you might think about trading the number one pick. You would get pretty good value for it, especially if it's Caleb Williams. You do have Kyler Murray. You just signed a big contract. So I understand that there. What bothers me about the quote that Caleb Williams said, and, you know, this is a, a young kid just kind of, you know, talking. But talking about how I've always been able to pick my team, that, that's, not how this, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. My whole life has been scheduled for me. Yeah, you know what's being an adult? It not being scheduled for you. It is, yeah. it is weird. Graduating college is a culture shock, weirdly, for people, in my opinion, because I went through it for, for 22 years of your life. Everything is scheduled out for you by adults that know what's going on. And then you just get kicked, and they're like, good luck. Yep. You're on your own now. Good luck. And luckily, I have great parents, a great family system that help me out, and they, they are able to lead me along that path. But I'm sorry, Caleb. You're not going to be able to pick where you play. That's not how this works. And Carl, It's just not how it works. His, his dad, Carl, is not unlike a lot of guys that we've seen with really uh, talented youngins. Like, he does have a lot of say over Caleb and right. uh, Caleb's moves. But this is not, I mean, this is this is a stupid conversation. But why man. would you, because it doesn't make any sense. And, and here's the other thing. He can ultimately, like, we've seen Eli Manning. Eli Manning controlled where he went. Like, he can he can find a way. He doesn't have to sign with the team that takes him first overall. It could inhibit him later. But, uh, I mean, he can find a way. To, to make it work out in his favor to a certain extent. I, it just would make no sense to stay in college another year, though, because that signing bonus, the amount of money you'll get as a number one overall pick will supersede anything you'll get in NIL for one more year at USC. Well, and all, You're also going to come back and play an SEC schedule? Or a, a Big Ten schedule? Big, Big yeah. Ten, yeah. yeah sorry, no, Big Ten yeah. schedule? No, yeah, you're careful. not doing that. Like, be careful what yeah, you wish for exactly. there, yes. Be careful what you wish for. You're going to make, like, the Pac-12 this year, that's good quarterback play, but you've got a, you know, a schedule where you can put up some numbers. You're going to come back next year with a harder schedule and try to be like, I'm still number one. And guess what? The Cardinals are probably going to be there again next season. So you're just kind of delaying the inevitable. The only people that like this storyline, that like these GQ interviews, are USC fans. (laughs) Those are the only folks that are like, oh, my God, please stay for one more year. It does feel like, though, most people are like, okay. I don't think anybody believes them. I really don't. It seems like most people are like, all right, dude. Well, but they're getting out ahead of it, and I don't blame them. They're trying to control the narrative from a PR perspective. So if the Arizona Cardinals do end up with that first overall pick, you could you could sort of control you know where you end up, and you know if if you don't want to be with the Cardinals, the Cardinals would know that ahead of time. And I don't think there's a lot of franchises in the business of taking players that don't want to be in their franchise. And I think there's also the very realistic. Uh, possibility of the Cardinals being the worst team in the NFL and wanting to stay with Kyler Murray because they paid him a lot of money right. and then trading, trading the first exactly. overall pick. Yeah, so like, so, what's if the Cardinals are like, man, we're going to trade the pick anyway? Like, it's it's it doesn't make any sense to me. It, this is the year to come out for Caleb Williams. You you could possibly win the Heisman back to back. Like, it, your your stock is never going to be as high as I think it will be after this year. It might go down a little bit. It'll, you'll still be possible number one if you come back. Still going to be number but one, but that stock isn't. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Going to be it, the highest possible it could be is going to be after the after season. After the season. Yeah. Yes. He won a Heisman. He's going to have great numbers in the Pac-12 this year. I agree wholeheartedly. I just find it hilarious that Carl and Caleb Williams – with all the guys that have gotten picked first overall as quarterbacks to bad situations, they're the ones trying to completely change how the NFL draft is viewed in the public. I, I don't think it's going to work, but it's it's a it's a strange attempt, and I it's just goofy to me, ultimately. Now get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. G-A-B-E-K, that's my promo code. And kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription or news cancel any time. Now the FIBA World Cup is down to four teams. We have the semis upon us. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. The quarterfinals are behind us in the FIBA World Cup, and of course, the United States of America has made it through the semifinals. We had the United States over Italy, 163. That that hit first. Then we had Germany over Latvia. And uh, one of the funniest things out of the Germany-Latvia game is Dennis Schroeder. He was not a help in that game at all. Did you see his final stat line? I did. It was four uh, for twenty-six, zero for eight from three, four turnovers. Man, that is nasty work. That is nasty work. Disgusting work. That is gross. But they ended up winning eighty-one to seventy-nine. Then you had Serbia eighty-seven sixty-eight over Lithuania, and uh, Canada won hundred to eighty-nine over Slovenia, so uh, Luka Doncic is out. The the, Canada, the Canadian game over uh, Slovenia, that was a fun one. I, I have to say, we had 
Dylan Brooks and Luca just fighting it out, yelling at referees to potentially get ejected. Dylan won his way uh, to uh, to the locker room first, came out in flip flops, but then he met his teammates in the tunnel with boxing gloves on. That was great to see. But that Canadian team's actually relatively scary, Connor. That is, that is the one team that I I do think could really give the United States some really some some serious issues. They, Lithuania, of course, shot very well when they beat the United States. Um, but when you look at the talent Canada has, uh, Dylan Brooks, R.J. Barrett, SGA, Kelly Olynyk, Dwight Powell, they have some guys. Nikhil Alexander Walker, Lou Dort, they have some. They have a real NBA team. Oh on yeah, their hands. yeah. They've got legit talent, and then on top of it, they got Lou Dort too. If you know, they've got defensive players. They have guys that can fill it up on the offensive end. And on top of it, think about if they had Brandon Clark. Yep, Brandon Clark would have been playing for this team. So yeah, Canada is a very talented team, and. Dylan Brooks did exactly why what you want Dylan Brooks to do when you're playing a guy like Luka Doncic today. He, he did. He he was efficient on the offensive end, and he got on in his head on the defensive end and completely took him out of the game. Literally took him out of the game. SGA is the best player in the tournament so far, though, right? I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of argument there. Obviously, Luka has his case as well. But in that game against Hollis Slovenia— Jefferson denier. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Isn't SGA's there a rule? If we're going to call you the best player in the tournament, don't you have to make it to the quarterfinals? Don't you have to, like, <laughs> That's fair. make, it out, I don't of, know. I, make I, it out of the group could stage and we can argue give you your credit? Anthony Edwards? I, I guess you can make I think that you case. You could probably as make well. an argument for Anthony Edwards. But there's so many other guys taking away shots. Like, I, SGA in that game against Slovenia, 31 10 and 4. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. And he's been efficient the entire way through. I love his game. I love his game. And, I mean, I, when we talk about the Thunder and what they could be with him and all the young pieces they have, they are a fun team. To Thunder are going to be a playoff team. Into. They'll be a play playoff team maybe in the play-in group, but they will be a playoff team. They're very good, and the reason a lot of people are so high of them is because of SGA. He is legitimately one of the best point guards in the league. He can fill it up. He moves the ball well. He's fine on defense. He's not going to you know he's not going to give up a ton of points, but. When you talk about his defense, they have surrounded him with defensive stoppers. I'm really excited to see what they are. And then you got Chet Holmgren coming in this season, seeing what he can do. A lot of young talent there, and they still have so many assets too. Yep. That's, that's the crazy thing about them is that they're not any, anywhere close. They're going to gonna have to. I mean, but they're going to have to Giddy's trade. Have they're going to have to trade for a premier player at some point. They can't use all well, those first round I damn think picks. They're they hoping have. that one of the. I mean, SGA. He's a number one. He's an arguably a number one guy to have on your team. They're hoping that Chet develops into something. They got the Jalen Williams kid. Exactly, but you can't they keep making Giddy. first round picks the way. I mean, like at some point you're probably going to offload those. Oh, you're saying cash to, in? Yeah, to play to, to to find a player that can fill in whatever you need to fill in wherever you need them. I'm. This is kind of a hard subject change for a second, but like I am kind of surprised they haven't like called Portland to be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. But I guess they got SGA. Dame would have to play. The I don't two. know if that but would work just, out. I was just, I'm just like, hey, you know, why not give him a call? See what I up. wouldn't want to take the the ball out of the hands of SGA. That's any probably more the thought process. As young as he is, and how much he's developed in his first few years in the league. Obviously, he still needs uh, like three point ball. He's gotten a little bit better. I don't know if it's ever going to be a huge part of his repertoire. But if he can develop that, oh my god, oh my god. He's just got to get consistent game to game. He'll have these huge stretches of games, and he'll have a stinker or two in, in a row. So that's what SGA's just got to get more consistent. SGA gonna is great. a great. I mean, he's he can get player. to the rim in a in a, in a big way. Um, he can he can certainly get people open and and 
um, facilitate. His mid range is pretty deadly at times. Like he's got he's got some real game. I want to see what that that team turns into now. Uh, semifinals: USA versus Germany. USA beat Germany in a friendly. I feel pretty confident about that. Did Canada versus Serbia? I would imagine Canada has the edge there, but we shall see. I think for the United States, and I know that we can ha- we're going to have the conversation about Jaron and how he's been playing. He has not been playing all that well, but I think for the United States, that Lithuania game was a big wake up call. It, it's not that they obviously they played poorly. They didn't play up to their potential, but they saw anybody can get hot any given night. Right. And Lithuania bit them in the butt. I think they needed that along the way if they're going to go win the win the World Cup ultimately. Yeah, you needed a wake-up call. You know, it was a game that they were that they were luckily able to afford to lose. But yeah, hopefully it was a wake-up call. They came out the next game and absolutely put it on them. So it seemed like they were trying to prove something. I will say though that it's not like the talent was anywhere close to the team that beat them though. Germany though is they're they're scrappy. They're going to be a difficult team. They gave them trouble. When they played them earlier, you had to have that those big moments from Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards to yep. bring them back in that game. That's the game that uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I think, hit like three threes in like 30 seconds and got yep. them really back into the game. Honestly, we, we got to be honest about something here with Team USA. It's something that we don't really want to talk about here in Memphis on the airways. But Jaron Jaren has not been good. Jaron's not been good. He, he was really good in the friendlies. He was good in the early games. But the last two or three games... Has not been good. Has not been what you want to see from Jaron Jackson Jr. Still think he has all the potential to to be one of the best guys on that team, to be the number two guy on that team. But he's gotta he's gotta stay on the court. It's as simple as that. You gotta stay on the court. You gotta watch those fouls. You gotta get those rebounds, and you gotta take advantage of the mismatches when you get them. Be aggressive. Go for that. Go go for the points. I, on top of that, though, they're also not running many plays for Jaron. But again, not, he's not on the court all the time. So yeah, it's, 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 he's been it's fouling tough. a lot more. That, is, that Italy game was really ugly. For it me. was ugly. It was two a tough points. One. He was one for three from the field. Only had three rebounds. He had three fouls. Two turnovers. He was trying to force it at times yeah. too when he got the ball because he didn't get a lot of shots up. I, it, his usage has gone down substantially, and I think that's part of the reason he's starting to struggle a tad bit. But the block numbers are going down, the rebound numbers are going down, and he's playing sort of the five. Obviously, they're playing a little small, but they're, he's playing the five, and he hasn't really lived up to the expectations set on him late in this tournament. You start to see a little bit more uh, pushback from other teams, and he has not lived up to the hype. I, I think a lot of the frustration watching him is, you know, he's physically, he's one of the most gifted guys out there on the court. And you hate to just see him get pushed around a little bit by these bigger guys because you hope by at this time he's got to be able to bang down low without fouling. He's got to be able to go up, up against these guys like Jonas Valanciunas without fouling to have to defend or without having to foul to get rebounds, things like that. That's the next evolution in the game from Jaron Jackson Jr. We saw flashes of it in the last two months of the season. We saw flashes of it against Anthony Davis and the Lakers in that playoff series. That consistency just has to come in these big moments. When you have to be one of the guys, yeah. you've got it. You've it, got to be more aggressive. Here's my question, though. Is the usage that Steve Kerr is trying to get out of him, the screen setter, uh, diving, uh, being a defensive anchor, is that starting to catch up to him a tad bit? Like, because it's not, I mean, the way he has been used is not how he's used in the NBA ultimately. Is it starting to catch up to him a certain extent as he continues to get, you know, film out there and all these other World Cup teams are seeing how they're using him? They, they've seen to sort of catch on to stylistically what Steve Kerr wants to do. And I think that's hurt Jaron. Maybe a little bit. I think ultimately, though, it's the fouls. He had five fouls last game. Like, it's, it's, he played 15 minutes because he had five fouls. 
That's yeah. it's as simple as that with Jaron's stuff. The reason they're not running as many stuff for, plays for Jaron, the reason he's not getting as many minutes is because every time he's out there, he's been fouling. Only the last eleven few minutes, days. yeah. I mean, it, that is why it, it, it's, it's as simple as that's that. I've seen a lot of people have been talking about Steve I, Kerr's coaching, and I just I don't think that's the. I I, I still am of the opinion that Steve Kerr using Jaron in this way is going to bode well for the Grizzlies in the long run. He's trying. That's how to, he. That's how Jaren, you need to. You, he's got to evolve his game a little he bit. To. He's great, Jaron Jackson. I I think he is going to make I, I don't the know All if NBA he has to Evolve. I think he just has to add. Well, this that's part an, of that's it, an yeah. evolution. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a huge one. But he, it's, if he wants to make you that leap, keep, but but point, I feel like evolution. Is like changing exact uh, changing it's how semant- you play. It's yeah. semantics. It's the same thing. It's okay. So he adds something to his game. He evolved. That's evolving your game. He's right. got to be able to. He's got to be able to set screens without fouling. Period. Yeah. Period. Stephen Je- Stephen Adams is not going to be around forever. You've got to be. He. We have shown in this Grizzlies offense how important screen assists are to this team. Getting those guys open. Getting jaw room in the paint. Get letting him throw to the three point shooters that are open. Jaron has got to learn that skill set without fouling. He just runs into people, barrels them over. Steve Kerr is trying to teach him how to do it correctly. I am for that. There are going to be some road bumps. There's going to be some you know, learning curves from Jaron, and we're seeing that right now. We're seeing the growing pains of turning into the next version of what he can be, and I still have faith that he can do that because of what we saw last season, because of what we've seen Early in, this, in, the tournament. In, in this tournament. We have seen it. It's three rough games in a row. He's going to bounce back as we've seen him do it before. Yeah. Tough games ahead. Tough it games is. It ahead. gets real it gets now. It's a little more pressure packed. It gets real now. A little you, more pressure packed. Yeah, there, there's no more room for error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't lose. Can't no, lose. No, no losing lose can mind. be done. But they'll get Germany um, and Serbia versus Canada, and if they get through, they'll meet whoever wins that game. I, I would imagine Canada, right? Over Germany Serbia. and Canada. Oh, Serbia? Yeah, yeah, Canada's going to. They should win the game. Yeah. 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 That Canada team, I, I think we need to give more credit. Canada's very good. Canadians are turn, churning out some, uh, they some are, ball players. They've got one of the better defenses in this in this tournament. The, the The U.S.'s defense isn't, you know, it's good. It's not great. They got Jaron out there, but the rest of the guys are like pretty good. You got well, Mikael well, Bridges, like, well, Dylan Brooks, and Josh Lou Hart. Dort make up. That's for what a I lot. mean. Like yeah, they, that's a lot. You, you've got two legit guys out there on the wing. The the Team USA has a lot of good defenders, but their best guy, their best defenders are big men, and they can't even play one of them. Walker Kessler is, you know. Essentially unplayable in this tournament. Unfortunately. Well, but I, I, I thought I, I thought higher of it. I think Anthony Edwards, when he wants to, can buckle down on the defensive side. But, sure. J- Jaren but you're asking Jackson, him to do something different. But like when you look at Jaron Jackson, Josh Hart, and Mikal Bridges in the starting lineup, that should be a great defensive lineup. It's good. And they showed it against Italy, but I, there's been some lapses. There's been way too many lapses for for the amount of talent they have. Yeah, but it, I think that. But again, ultimately, I think they needed to lose to Lithuania. For they them just to don't have the guys that understand. Can, like, they've got the problem is with like Josh Hart is he's he's really good defensively. He does the dirty work, but he's not going to score for you. And that's where you have you have to you've got to balance his minutes correctly with like Ty, Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves. It's unfortunately like Jaron's the full package of offense and defense at that position, but he can't stay on the floor right now, right. so that hurts you. Mikael Bridges is probably the most consistent two way guy that you've had, yeah. unless you want to argue that it's Anthony Edwards, which that's that's fine. Yeah, but Mikael's uh, Leaps better yes, on, the on the defensive end than, than than Anthony Edwards. It's an interesting team. I still have faith that the team can win the tournament, but they've got to put it together. They've had they had a sloppy game. They had a sloppy game and they got punched in the mouth, but they responded well. And let's see what Not happens. Not an next. overly popular opinion in this market, um, in in particular. But I, th- I I've always thought Austin Reeves wouldn't be. They might be served pretty well as, with him as a starter and on the floor. Fills it up. I mean, he fills it up and defensively he tries. He's not scared of the moment. 
And it, well, and like the thing is, he is he he plays within himself every single time out. He's been one of the more consistent players as well. Like he affects winning in a big way for this team. Some guys just want to win. He's one of those guys. He he will do whatever it takes to win, and that's why he is successful. Yep. And he plays for the Lakers. And I do want to bring up something because John Starks made a interesting comment. Oh, uh, this was yeah. I found this just it's off putting. Okay, I, just like a little bit of beef I have with the older generation of the NBA is it, it gets to be off-putting with how much they have to say about current players and how the current NBA goes. You don't see a lot of former players in other leagues down the down the league that they were a part of as much as former NBA players do, right? Like I I, I just don't see that in the NFL. I don't see that. I don't see that any other. Places like Major League Baseball, you don't see that. NHL, you don't see that. It's because it's such an individual sport. I think. I think that has a lot. And to people do with want it. to protect their legacy yeah. and their era too much, it, and it just it becomes so tribalistic. Though, I just, like I don't I, like it. I've never understood. Like the whole. I get it. Jordan never left the Bulls because they brought him the Hall of but, Famers, y'all. They, they, they brought them to him. He didn't re, have to leave. Real quick, here's the and quote he from John twice. Starks about LeBron. He said LeBron is hurting his legacy by switching NBA teams so much that it will affect his standing when it comes to LeBron versus Jordan debates. Mike didn't move around. He wanted to play against the best. He felt like he didn't need to go chase players to join his team to beat the best because he felt like he was the best, and I think that's the difference, end quote. Now, I think LeBron has a, a lot of confidence, like just about as much <laughs> as Michael Jordan, so I, I don't really understand like the, the confidence point of view. I think LeBron thinks he's the best player in the NBA. I think he's always thought that, even his rookie year, even when he came into the NBA. He had all these expectations placed on, on him, and he never – folded under that pressure. He always seemed to deliver, even with a terrible Cavs team, got them to the NBA Finals. But he had to move around because he was dealing with a Cavs ownership group that didn't want to get him anybody. Dan Gilbert was one of the worst owners in sports until LeBron came back and ultimately won them a championship. Everywhere LeBron's gone, he's won a ring. So I I just find... Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's so off-putting. Listen, I think that there's an ounce of what John Starks is saying is correct because I think there are older fans that will always hold that against LeBron, but that's the day and age we live in right now. That is what the NBA has become. You have to move around, generally speaking, to go get what you want because not every single ownership group is going to be on the same page as you, and I think LeBron's run into that a whole lot more than Michael Jordan or anybody before him ever ran into. 2016 is all you got to talk about when you talk about LeBron's running from the. He had to play quite literally the best team that's ever been. Like, and he beat them. He beat the 73 win Warriors. He couldn't beat the KD Warriors. The teams around him were also becoming super teams. We got to put it into context. Yes, he jumped around to teams, but to your point, the Cavs didn't put people around him. He ended up coming back, winning them a ring. Miami made the most sense for him. It made sense when he went there. The Lakers made the most sense for him when he went there, and he's won rings everywhere he's go. He's not running from competition. He's trying to keep up with the rest of the league doing super teams. A lot of people forget the Celtics' big three yep. happened before Miami. Yep. He went to Miami because of the Celtics' big three. Yeah, he had to team up with guys to beat that team. No problem. When you talk about Jordan, though, versus LeBron and the players that talk about them and their eras, 
The guys that played against Jordan will ride for Jordan. The guys that played against LeBron are going to ride for LeBron. LeBron. Period. And that's how it's going to be. And we've got to stop getting upset when, when a guy that played in 1992 is riding for Michael Jordan. Of course he's riding for Michael Jordan because Jordan tortured him back in that day. He owned the Knicks. He owned John Stark in the Knicks. Of course he's going to say that. Go listen to KG and Paul Pierce talk about LeBron. Yep. Simple as that. But it's just nonsense. They're both well, unbelievable. Like, the Appreciate NBA, them both. The NBA, it's silly. compared to any other sort of culture out there, when we talk about former players and, and how they view the current state of said sport, they talk so negatively about it in the NBA. How soft they are and the rule changes and LeBron running from the grind, KD running from the grind. Like, just. The KD ones might be true. <laughs> but, but let it go, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. NBA is in a good spot. I mean, it, it has been in a good spot. Now, Michael Jordan helped it get there, but damn. We should be happy that. We got. We were able to see Jordan pass it to Kobe, and Kobe kind of passed it to LeBron. You could say, you know, he was kind of the fill gap there. But we have gotten legit. We, we have been able to watch the two best guys. Like everybody agrees, it's LeBron, Jordan. Some people say Kareem. I'm okay if they want to see. And it, I think there's they want to throw. But it's it's because the NBA has the eras are so different that yes. they are hard to They're, compare. That's why I've always said I have my goats are by era. Though that's yeah. how I do it. It, to try to compare the 90s NBA to how it is now is silly. The rules are and, quite like, literally different. Look at, Free agency is different. They could hand-check people. They also couldn't play zone. But it's again, a completely different game. But again, like in the NFL, for example, 90s NFL versus right now, it is, I mean, good Lord. It's completely changed. But you don't hear a lot of NFL players from the 90s completely downing what Patrick Mahomes is doing day-to-day. You don't have a bunch of people saying that, oh, Patrick Mahomes has no chance of being the GOAT over Tom Brady, yada, yada, yada. Like, you just don't hear that in other leagues. But in the NBA, these guys get so caught up in their era, want to uphold their own legacy. It's so they, odd. I don't that understand they consistently it. say these nonsense things. That, you can, it's frustrating. You can lift Jordan up, and you can talk about how truly unbelievable and, he is. True. Like, Jordan, that documentary, got it, it was unreal watching him play. I have a VHS tape when I was younger. Come fly to me, Michael Jordan. I watched that thing so many damn times. I ruined it. I broke it. I watched it so much. You can love Jordan and love him. You don't have to tear yep. down LeBron well, to lift up Jordan. You don't have to tear down Jordan to lift up LeBron. You can appreciate them both. It's silly that people don't. And I think don't. we need to be careful about you know the lack of appreciation for LeBron because once LeBron leaves this league, like who – like. We're we're taking applications right now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. But those applications have to come through. Who's going to be the new face? Who's going to be the guy that uh, speaks on behalf of the players consistently? Who can sort of run the league once LeBron's gone? We're taking applications. We don't have an answer yet, though. So appreciate it. Appreciate it while it's here because it's going to be gone relatively soon. He's getting up there in age. Now, uh, Jeff Calkins is scheduled to join next. We'll go ahead and get to that right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.